What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here. We have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the Club app, the number one live streaming app for DJs and partygoers. Today, we have my brother, DJ LX Star on the show. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from? What's up, everybody? You know who it is, you know what it is, your boy, DJ LX to the star. And I am based out of Washington, D.C., Originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, from Mars to Pluto to Jupiter, back down to Earth. You name the country, you name the planet. I'm from there and been there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the energy and you brought the heat right away. So we're going to have fun with this. We're going to jump right into the interview, man. This is the My DJ Story podcast. So we want to hear your story as a DJ in the game. So walk us through the beginning days. What sparked your interest to become a DJ and give us some color on the in early days of your DJ journey. Okay, well, um, for me, my story is a little different than most. DJing has always been around in my family, always. Uh, growing up in Philadelphia as a kid, my uncle, they called him DJ Pooh. He was the premier DJ in Philadelphia. He just was. If you need a DJ, he was that guy you went to. And in those times, you know, they would go anywhere, plug up anywhere on a basketball court, anywhere. And this, you had sound. People start coming around him before you know it. You got a full-fledged party going on. I was too little to be around all of that but i remember him practicing in his room for hours you know he'll go out in the front porch on a saturday when it's nice outside playing music for you know we got a block party in philadelphia and um we're from west philadelphia uh and what makes the story unique is there's a very big battle that took place in philadelphia and again i was a kid but i remember some of it but anybody who was around them will remember this battle it was um, Jive Records came to Philadelphia. They were looking for rappers and DJs. Big battle happens. All these DJs come out. I mean, tons of them. My uncle's killing them one by one by one. At the end of it, there were two to remain. It was him and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And they went head to head for the Jive contract. And Will Smith did something real shady. I could put him on blast. I got love for that brother, but he did something very, very shady that caused my uncle to lose. You know, I'm not gonna say he unplugged the equipment, yeah, but it's a whole other story. But, uh, and ever since then, I was intrigued by DJing, my cousin Reg. He was a DJ as well and producer. He DJed on the Apollo when the Apollo was the big thing back then. And it's just always been around. And then he moved in with us for a little while. He had Technique 1200s. And I'm like, wow, we got him in the house now. <laughs> so as you can imagine, I broke a lot of needles, scratched up a lot of records when he wasn't around. Him getting upset and pissed off, telling me to leave his stuff alone. I'm hard-headed, so of course I never listened. I was right back on him the next day. And I developed a, a, a life for it, but I didn't develop a love for it until I got to uh, high school. A friend of mine, my friend Foster, he had a, um, a, a after-school dance, he put a DJ. But something came up to where he couldn't do it. And he's like, hey, you were always around when I was practicing. You can do this. Just play the music from one turntable to another. I was like, dude, I don't know how to transition or anything. I said, don't worry about it. The people aren't going to care. Just play the right music. I went out there, was nervous as hell, man. And I, when I jumped on the ones and twos that night, I still had some of his team around me to guide me through it. And the crowd responded to it. It's like a high in itself. And I fell in love with it. And started running with DJing. 
Wow, brother, that is an amazing, explosive introduction to the game. And I think that you have a lot to unpack there because that is really crazy, man. You yeah. talked about, you know, the big battle with uh, was it your family member and DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith yep. was involved. And then, you know, things just went from there where, you you know, you fell in love with it on your own. And I think that you have an amazing story. I kind of see that maybe that's somewhere this energy comes from. Just you got into it with a lot of energy. So right. you just kind of carried on from out there. And this is the kind of energy we need in the DJ industry because without that energy you don't really feel and connect with the people so when you bring right. that kind of energy you get it right back and then everyone has a good time and that's how you set the vibe so I'm glad that you came into this interview with a fire and we're ready to get this going to help people understand what it means to be a DJ in this game what we're going to do is take a quick commercial break but when we come back we're going to dive deeper into your story from there and see where it went okay do it and we're back with the My DJ Story podcast. We're here with my brother, DJ LX Star. And he is here telling an explosive interview with his DJ story. So we're excited to talk to you, man. Tell us where it went from there. You had that really great introduction of how you got into the game. But now we want to hear, you know, where did you take it from there? And how did your story grow from that initial intro? Okay, well, um, we were, my lady and I were sitting around one day. And she's like, look. You, you're, you're nice with the turntables and doing all this. Why don't you make some money with it? I was like, yeah, you know, I just love doing it. She's like, well, we got bills. <laughs> so let's do something with it, right? So um, we jumped out there one day. Um, this lady gave us a chance. Uh, she was, um, she owned a couple corporate businesses. She had a very big party for her 50th birthday, right? She brings me on. I do the, the party for her and she gave me this check. And I'm looking at the check, and I'm like, wow, this is a big check. <laughs> it was a really big check, right? And from there, we just kept going and kept going. One day, I was um, DJing inside of a club one day. And while I'm DJing, I notice this guy, he's watching me the whole time. Everyone's dancing and having fun. He's just sitting there. So he stood out to me because he's the only person sitting down, right? And I'm looking at this guy like, no, who the hell is this guy? Well, I'm not good enough for him or something. I'm feeling some kind of way, right? And I took a break. My backup comes on. I go out and get a, um, a, a bottle of water. And while I'm at the bar, he walks over. He says, hey, what's your name? I was like, I'm LX Star. He said, okay. Introduced himself. He said, you know, I like what I heard up there today. He said, how would you like to make some real money? I was like, you know, ka-ching, let's go. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing, right? And he's like, look, I'm an agent for DJs. He said, all across the world. He said, I like the way, you know, you perform tonight and I love how you are on the microphone. You're not afraid to engage the crowd. And and FYI, if you're going to be a DJ in this business, you must become friendly with the microphone. You can't be this box who stays behind the laptop and thinking, you know, you can just do that and get away with that every time. People will take notice. And you never know who may be in the crowd and you may have missed your opportunity with something big. And, um, you know, he gives me the card. I thought nothing about it, gave him my number. I didn't call this guy for like almost a month, right? <laughs> he ends up calling me. He's like, hey, what the hell, man? I didn't just walk up there for my house and give you my car for no reason. Those cars cost money. He's like, so what do you want to do? So I'm like, all right, man, what do you want to do, man? In fact, he emails me these, these contracts. I mean, it was probably like this thick. And I'm looking at this, right? I'm like, you know, I'm not doing all of this. Like, you know, I'm not, like, what is all this? He's like, look, take your time, read through it. So we read through everything. Got a lawyer, he read through it because it was just too much out of my league with the wording and, and terminology and context. So we got a lawyer to look at it. Everything came back legit. Signed the contract with him. I'm thinking I'm going to have like, you know, a month or something before this starts. He's like, okay, I got everything. All right, 
here's where you're going tomorrow. Pack your bags, be ready, be at the airport, your plane ticket. I'm like, whoa, where are we going? You're going to your hometown. Flew me out to Philadelphia. We're rocking clubs up there. Had a good time up there. I was up there for the whole weekend. I'm thinking, okay, we're about to leave from there, going back home. But no, we didn't. We got back on the plane. We went to Florida. Tore it down, set it up, did it all over again. That same night we got done, we tore it down. We flew to Texas. After Texas, we packed it up. We're in L.A. After L.A., we pack it up. We're back on the East Coast. It was nonstop all the time. And FYI, there's work involved in this. Don't be confused by the allure of what you see on TV. They don't show you the work behind the scenes of all of it, okay? And it went from there, man, and we started making good money. And before you know it, my name was getting around. I started doing the YouTube. I launched a YouTube channel. Um, I have been doing YouTube now for almost close to 10 years. And, you know, it's, it's, it's doing great. Shout out to all my followers and sponsors. Um, and it really opened up a lot of doors for me to go a lot of places that I would not normally have been able to go to or wouldn't have the time to go to. Um, and, you know, even what sponsors, like I said, being on YouTube, constantly on the road, uh, there was a documentary done on my life as a DJ and it opened a lot of doors and you feel like a rock star. You know what I'm saying? It was it was really great. I had a, a really great time DJing. I took off for a little bit. I just needed the break. You get, you get burned out. And we went right back on the road again. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, my story was a little bit different and unique how it happened. It was just a matter of right place at right time with the right attitude at the right moment and the right person noticing. And then went from there and from there um, to rappers. Shout out um, hip hop legend Eric Summer from EPMD. He gave me a shot. I did mixtape work for them. Shout out MOP. I did work for them as well. Shout out Wu-Tang Clan, Method Man. I did work for them as well. So, um, it yeah, it took you. It, it, it really opened a lot of doors for me. And my DJ story is great. If I had it to do all over again, I wouldn't change anything from, from promoters trying to rip you off of your money. No, I probably would change that part. <laughs> We're trying to rip you off for your money. Uh, female trying to climb onto the DJ booth. Yeah, it's in a documentary. All that is nutty. Um, even some of the fights that took place. Yeah, I got in a few fights, man. <laughs> wow, man. This story is filled with energy, and I really love this story. You've done a lot, brother, and I'm super yeah. excited for you. And just the fact that you're having such a good time while doing yeah. this, it shows just how this this career path can be so beneficial to your life and you can right. really live a fulfilled life by doing this, man. Let's recap some of the things that you said. Like you met an agent at a gig, just because you was bringing your A game and he liked what he saw. You spoke about the importance of using the mic to be able to share right. your voice and really engage with the crowd. And that's super important to stand out as a DJ because that's something special. When people hear your voice and hear right. the way you engage with the crowd, it really does something different to the atmosphere that you're in. So DJs out there, if you're not, talking to the mic you're not improving your mc skills please listen to my brother dj lx star he has figured it out and it has got him places from there he worked with the agent and he was doing gigs the next day from signing he was flying from philly to florida to texas la back over to the east coast he was everywhere and it's like if you're able to put yourself like you said in the right place at the right time with the right attitude things can happen and you will be able to really make it forward with your DJ career, man. I'm super excited that you're sharing this story. You're dropping a lot that can help other DJs in their journey because some things are subtle that they miss out 
and not do that stops them from getting these great opportunities, man. Right. I would love for you to talk about just the fact working with an agent and do you encourage other DJs to find an agent or to, you know, work with an agent? Is that experience something that you highly recommend or it's like, it's not for everyone or where do you see the role of an agent being in a DJ's journey? Okay. Well, let's start with, is it for everyone? The answer is no, it's not for everyone. And the reason why, though, there are levels to everything. You don't want to be that guy who says, okay, I want to start DJing. Let me go and get, me, get an agent. No, that's the wrong thing to do. And first of all, majority of them are going to turn you down because the very first thing they're going to ask you is how long you've been in the business? How many events have you done? What type of events have you done? And if your number is anything short, in all honesty, I'm going to say 15, but if your number is anything short of 10, they're not going to look at you. If you haven't done uh, any clubs or anything, even if they like your style of music, they may say, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep you on a burner here for a little bit and we'll see what happens in the future. You do have these exceptions where there are some who are really good agents and they can see the talent in you and the value in you. And they'll say, okay, look, I'm going to line you up with a couple, a couple small ones, a couple small clubs and see what you can do. They'll give you a shot. But myself personally, through my experience of seeing other DJs go out and grab agents, you want to get some time in first. That way you can increase your value. If you come in and you don't have a whole lot of value, the ball is not in your court. It's in the agent's court. He can tell you what he wants to pay you, what your percentage is going to be, where you're going to go. You have no say in the matter. Now, being that my agent came to me, I had room and the power to say, I'm not going there. I don't want to do this kind of event. This is so beneath me. This is not my type of thing right here. No, I don't agree on that money. I'm going to get this. You're going to get that. And you can do that type of negotiating, not to be, you know, um, uh, an idiot about it, but you still have to speak up for yourself. It's still business at the end of the day. And, you know, agents are good. They can carry you very far. And I recommend that when you start getting to that 15, 16, 17 events in, or if you're that person who's fortunate to come out and you, you're doing clubs, when you get to your your fifth, sixth, seventh club and the crowds are getting kind of big for you, go get an agent because an uh, agent can, you know, take you to that next level of bigger clubs. You may be somebody's underdog and understudy, but eventually your name will be up on that marquee as the premier DJ for that night. And it's a great thing to work towards and agents can make that happen for you. And that way you can focus on what you love doing, which is the music. It's very hard to focus on the music find clients, build playlists to cater to them, do the event, and then you got to come back home and do it all over again and hope you can find the next event. With your agent, he eats, sleeps, and breathes finding events because if he doesn't get you to move people's feet, he doesn't eat. It's just that simple. So getting an agent is a great thing. Um, if you can grind it out yourself, I mean, sure, go no more power to you. I'm not doing that, but more power to you. But um, again, in the beginning, grind it out. That way you can learn the ins and outs of the business, increase your value, keep all your money to yourself. And then, you know, when you get a little bit more time, then go grab you an agent. But just know that what comes with agents has its own headaches. You're going to bump heads with your agents. That's just what it is. Because they may have something like, for instance, um, there was uh, an event, right? And I was ambushed with it. I normally would not have done this event, 
we're at this event. We're out there in Florida, right? We're having a good time. Everything's great, man. I mean, it's beautiful. It's in this big, gigantic mansion. We're having a good time, right? I got three of my boys with me. We're having fun. We're partying out. And next thing you know, when as the sun goes down, the black lights came on in the house. All the lights went down. It was a dimmer setting. I'm dancing. I look over and I'm looking at my friend Tad. He's like, hey, look at that. What is that right there? Look at that. I look over. There's a guy and a girl and they're having sex right there on the floor. Then he's like, yo, look at that. There's another one over there as well. And then I'm looking, you know, then the drug buffet comes out. I'm looking like, whoa, what's going on? What I did not pay attention to is I didn't know the company. This particular company, I'm not, I can't say their name, <laughs> but this particular company, they're a very, very large adult entertainment company. So you can pretty much imagine where this conversation is about to go. It went from that one and two to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's like, oh my God, what are we in the middle of? And I normally would have never put myself in a position like that. And the reason why, and this is a lesson for DJs to take with them. Be careful of what you attach to your brand. Be very careful what you attach to your brand because that event caused me to miss out on a very, very big event that followed that. It was for, um, it was, um, it was a foundation for, um, for, um, at risk youth, but it was very, very big, it was very big. The check involved and it was like nine grand and it could have been mine, but I couldn't get it because they found out about that event and it destroyed the whole thing. And the event that I did for them, it was like four or five grand. So I lost out on a lot of money at that point, you know, and not to mention the experience wasn't great, you know, because of what was going on. It's, it's hard to focus when you got a bunch of naked porn stars in front of you and some of them are someone knowing that a lot of you guys know, a lot of you guys know them, right? And so it's kind of like, you're trying to DJ, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but you're gonna bump heads with with your with your agents and some of them will blindside you like that. Then there's money issues. For every dollar you make, there's somebody trying to take 75% of it from you. And you have to really, really focus on your business and be careful, man. If you don't stay on top of your business, I promise you, when tax time comes around, the IRS is going to be knocking at your door and you're going to end up owing people money. I'm telling you now, you have to stay on top of your, your agent, stay on top of your taxes, stay on top of your business. But get an agent, they're great, but don't, don't, don't be so in love with the biz, with the with the fun side that you don't pay attention to the business. Wow, man, you dropped a lot of gems and it's all based on your experience. So please, DJs, he know what he's talking about. He's went through this and he is super experienced with this because he's lived it and he's showing you exactly how to capitalize on these opportunity. You know, one thing I want to point out is you spoke about protecting your brand and you do a tremendous job with your brand. You can see the chain LXS and, uh, you know, what does your name mean to you? How did you first get that name and kind of what does that branding mean for you uh, as DJ LXS? star um the lxs right uh it started with um my friend uh kel right we call him k but okay we we were talking one day we're having drinks we're just shooting the crap we're just having fun he's like man you know one thing i noticed about you man because that wasn't my dj name at first i had a whole complete uh, dj name my um first dj name was dj dope stuff it was really stupid and corny <laughs> just <laughs> then I had um I had a DJ um what DJ Big Boom that was another corny one and then uh, I just went by just my name for a while and he's like look 
He said, I got a, a name for you. I said, what's that? He said, large extra star. I was like, large extra star, what do you mean? He said, because you have a big personality. He said, everything you do, you always do it big all the time. He said, and the star, I have this energy to where I go in a room, I don't have to say anything, you get noticed really, really quick. Plus, you know, my size and being the height that I am kind of adds to that as well. And he's like, you have this energy with you that draws people to you without you even saying anything. So I was like, that's a long ass name, bro. <laughs> that's a long name, bro. So I sat back, we played with it, and it came up DJ LX Star. And that we just shortened the LX and just ran with it. <laughs> I love it, man. No, it, it stands true to your energy. And that's one of the first things I recognized when you got on the call. And I'm glad that you have this very organic name that fits you so people can remember it. And it's also nice that we're on the show and people hear the backstory to it. So you know, and, and now any of your right. audience that listens, but oh, that's how you got the name. And it makes a lot of right. sense and aligns so much. And that's how you build relationships and real connection with your audience from them knowing your story and knowing the details about what you've been through. Because without that, it's just like you're another DJ. Uh, but now right. they, they love your skill set. They love what you do. But now they know and feel connected to you based on your story. So I encourage all DJs out there, share your stories, talk to your audiences, build meaningful relationships, because these relationships really are the foundation of your business. And if you want to really make it as a DJ, you got to work on building relationships and really building a community around what you're doing. And I love what my brother DJ Alex Starr is doing. He is a perfect example of how to build a brand and a community around what you're doing as a DJ. So brother, at this time, you know, we're going to jump into a lightning round, but I want to kind of hear from you any parting advice that you have for DJs out there that are trying to make it in the industry and really take their game to the next level. Um, take advantage of social medias. Take advantage of social medias. Use every last one of them. Um, I mean, everything from doing YouTube to doing live mixes, everything. Also, it's people look at it like it's an old model, but it's not. Release mixtapes. They're relevant still. I did this and I made good money off of it. And I moved a lot of units up it just through the internet. And I'm 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 set right now to release two. I'm about to release uh, next month. I'm releasing two of them. And... Also, I have my own music video coming up that's leading to my own album. So you want to put yourself in as many streams as possible to be seen all the time. Don't rely on, okay, well, I put something up on Instagram. It's not enough. Uh, I put one video up on YouTube. It's not enough. I uh, got a Facebook page. It's not enough. Oh, I put something up on SoundCloud. It's not enough. You have to do them all. And and really do research for those small little social media that no one's using, that you never really heard of. Somebody's using them. That's why they're still around. Somebody's using them. And, you know, um, also word of mouth. I tell a lot of my DJs on my YouTube channel that when you are out and about, have CDs. Give them away. Give them to people with all your information on the back. You never know who you're passing something to. They might need a DJ for a wedding or whatever. And there you are. You're getting that money. Um, advertise all the time. Like I said, not just social media. You have to go to the old school method as well. Uh, P. Diddy said this the best. Somebody asked him. They said, why do you sample old songs to make music out of? He said, it's simple. What was a hit then will be a hit now. So I take that same model as a saying, what work then will work now you just have to make it polish it up and make it you know more advanced and relevant to your situation like uh i would go out i would set up literally by metro station train stations i would set up 
is jamming music out. I have like thousands of cards within probably like about 45 minutes, they're all gone. Probably like about a few weeks later, the phones are ringing and I'm booked for a couple months just based off of what they saw because I did the business side by giving them my cards and everything, but I interviewed for them right on the spot because they can hear and see what I'm doing. And it works for you, man. I did uh, back to school stuff at barbershops. Use your community. Tell them, hey, let me set up out here. I just want to spin some music and get the footage. You don't have to pay me. Let me hand out my cards. You have to, sometimes you got to do some freebies to get where you want to be. And um, like I said, man, take advantage of social medias and above all things. And if you look at my videos, I say this all the time. Practice, 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 practice. Keep practicing. So my energy, the way that it is now, is the same way I am when I'm DJing. There's no, there's no warm-up switch with me. Because I do this all the time. I practice all the time. I practice on the mic, talking to myself in the mirror. So when I have an event or a show, I don't have to play music and get warm to get on the mic. As soon as I press play, I'm on the mic. It's go time. And that that's a, that's, that's the energy you have to have. It's how you have to be. Awesome, bro. And what are some things that you're focused on now? And how could myself, the club, and our community help and support you? Well, um, right now, we have... Um, revamped our channel to open season tv on youtube it's just like how it's spelled open season tv we have hip-hop and dj battles now it's a dj and battle league um we also have uh, a segment called the open bar where you have guys who just rap then we also have the um the friday freestyle coming up where this dj is doing their own thing being spotlighted we have the monday mashup where you're going to have a different dj including myself live spinning music you can chill out relax too it's, it's gonna we got a lot going on man um so everyone we're also trying to build the instagram channel to it go to open season instagram at open season uh tv go check us out also go to youtube check us out open season tv or you can put in my name dj lx star it'll all come up awesome brother and we're gonna jump to the lightning round are you ready i'm ready describe your dj setup hardware and software Okay, I used to use um, the software. I use everything from you no know, pioneers to Newmark NS73s. I've done it all. I decided to go back um, with CDJs, and the reason why, and this is also another FYI for you DJs, software is great, but a lot of clubs don't like software, and the reason why they don't because it's not 100% dependable. I don't care what kind of laptop you got. I got my apples. I got all that stuff too, but it's still a program things can crash things can freeze things can go wrong and if you're one of these people who thinks that an apple can't crash you are sadly mistaken i've been there i've done it in front of a crowd of like uh almost over two thousand people and if it wasn't for me paying attention to the screen freezing and immediately jumping on the mic to talk to them to keep their mind off the fact that i'm trying to reset my computer right now that whole thing would turn into a disaster so i went back to regular hardware um the pioneer ddjs and and i'm real comfortable with that because i can put everything on the flash drive and still have control without carrying a bunch of cds so i also still use my turntables as well from time to time so um no no nothing against guys who are using um the controllers that's cool like i said i like them i use them i have used them you know it's nothing against that but i always recommend if you're going to have a controller set up at least have one CDJ that you can plug in in case something goes wrong so the show doesn't have to stop. Who's your favorite DJ? Oh, boy. Whoo! 
above all, outside of my uncle, of course, I would say above all, it's going to be, it's a tie. DJ Jazzy Jeff, he's this magnificent on turntable with a scratching ability, his ear for what to play next, how he watches the crowd. It's, it's amazing the way you know Jazzy Jeff works, especially to be at the level and the age he is now. He can still set up, boom, and kill a party. You know, I watched him um, in the boiler room before, and it was awesome. I've seen him in um, L.A. before, and he's phenomenal, man. It's like he never lost a step, and he keeps himself relevant. That's what I love about him. On the other side, I love Skrillex. Skrillex has really brought the, the dubstep scene to such a level. I mean, it's I've seen him perform live as well. A lot of energy, a lot of energy for a, for a kid, you know, who's all over the place, stands up on his turntables, he's talking to the crowd, he'll jump in the crowd, but he always makes sure he's right back on beat to switch that record, you know, and I like that. He has a, um, a lot of energy, but even beyond that, he's a great performer and a great entertainer. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJ at and why? My favorite, I would have to say when I DJ at the Orioles Stadium. Um, it was uh, for, um, what was it for? Oh, it was, um, they were raising money to help fight infectious diseases, right? And this was also, you know, we had these diseases also affected children as well. And I went and did this event. I did this event for free. I did this event for completely for free. And they wanted to, you know, pay me. But I said, no, I'll do it for free. It was one of those to where, you know, I can relate to it with having family members who have ailments, you know what I'm saying, sicknesses that that people, scientists don't understand fully. It takes a lot of money to do this type of research. So, and I would never want to see anyone else go through these same things. So who knows, it might not happen on our round, but maybe in the future, somebody might come up with a cure or at least something that can fight a lot of these diseases and, um, and ailments. So I did this event. It, it came out great, man. Um, I got to hang out with the owner of the Orioles baseball team. Uh, a lot of people were there. Thousands of people were there. It was great. Um, raised a lot of money. Uh, I think they raised was like a little over half a million dollars in that one day. And it was it was a great event. And you feel like you walked away feeling like you did something. Uh, they put me on their website. They even had a jersey with my name on the back of it. I thought that was cool. And everyone had it on. It was awesome. And you really walk away feeling like you did something. It wasn't just another day at the club. This one actually meant something. Name a nightclub or venue that you highly recommend people checking out, either in your city or just anywhere. Um, if you are coming to D.C., I definitely recommend going to the uh, the National Harbor. You want to check out a club called Club Felt. Felt is upscale posh luxurious club i mean from the moment you walk in it's like wow i just want to live here <laughs> it's, it's really really nice real upscale again it's called club felt f-e-l-t you need to check it out um another one will also be the chinese disco in georgetown um if you are if you are in atl i definitely recommend checking out the velvet um i also recommend um um, Posh, Posh is another good club. Uh, if you're in Florida, just hit the Miami Strip and go to them all. <laughs> go to them all. <laughs> What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? 
Um, I think what's missing from the live streaming is a combination of things. One falls into the lap of the DJ, him or herself. And that is don't get on live streams and just spin music. Don't do that. Do it like you're doing what you're doing, like you're doing it for TV. Like get up there and really, really entertain, have fun and, you know, engage with people. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, a lot of that is missing for the simple fact everybody wants to be in their own bubble. I love talking on this microphone. I love engaging with the crowd. I love seeing them, you know, with a smile on their face. Or if I'm if I'm playing a song and they're into it, I drop the beat and they're still singing it. That's when I know that I'm doing my job correctly. Every now and then, I might jump up on and stand up on the turntable and mess with the crowd a little bit. I'll walk into the crowd, bring people up to the DJ booth, let them have fun and rock out. Um, you have to do different things. But if you're doing it live from your home, that's where you really have to step up your entertainment value. Because if not, you're just another person on a live spinning records. The other combination of that's missing is the awareness of it. Like, I love what you're doing. I love the whole club idea. When I first saw it, um, remember I've reached out to you by email. I was telling people then, like uh, like months, uh, almost a year ago, I was like, look, y'all need to get into virtual DJing. What you're experiencing in life, this is life now. This is the new normal. I don't know, contrary to what people think, you're not going back to what it was. You're just not. Um, is coronavirus something that's going to go away? No, because it's always been here, even before this big scare. It's not going anywhere. Um, will we adapt to it? Of course, the flu was the most dangerous thing at one time. Killed millions of people, but we adapt to it and we're still here. Um, AIDS was big at one time. People have adapted to it. There's medicine to fight it. I mean, don't get it. But, but if you got it, you know, you can still live a full, healthy life through the technology. But with all those things, you have to advance. You know, when HIV and AIDS came around, we fought back with the condom. Uh, coronavirus and everything is spreading around, you know, infectious diseases. Okay, cool. Let's do this virtually now. We can still put on a party for people now. And I said, uh, that in, a, in that letter I sent you, I wanted to get with you so we can team up and show DJs exactly how to do this by working with your app, the club. Y'all make sure y'all definitely get on the club. It's, it's the dopest thing that I've seen in a long time. Um, and link up with that. And also with us partnering together, we can show you exactly how to set everything up at, from your remote location to the client's home and everything will go smooth. I've done it a few times myself and it's really not hard to do. You just need somebody to, to show you how exactly how to do it. So again, salute to you for what you're doing. I think that with what you're doing falls more into the awareness thing. This needs to be put out there more. So all DJs go out there, put the club out there, put the club app up there. You're going to see it on my YouTube channels everywhere. Definitely get involved because if you love this sport, and I call it a sport, if you love this sport that we're in, this beautiful culture that we created, DJing, something that not everyone can say they can do or has done. This is a unique thing. We want to keep it alive. We want to keep it growing. And the club is offering a way to do that. So let's let's get together and really, really push this out. And that's why I say awareness, because this people need to know more about the club and virtual DJing. Times have changed. You have to advance with them. Thank you, brother, for that plug. Shout out to DJs that you know personally whose stories also need to be shared on this podcast. Um, I would say my boy DJ B Square. 
out there in Texas. Phenomenal DJ. I mean, this guy gets in, man. You talk about a setup. Oh, my goodness. He has several of them. He, my man has such a big setup. They had to like get a not a small storage. I mean the biggest storage on the planet to put all this stuff in, man. This guy has everything, man. Uh, this guy could rock a, a whole NFL stadium if need be by himself. He's that guy and he works real hard at what he does. So B Square, another one I would say, my man. Um, you can follow B Square too on Instagram at B Square, or you can follow me at DJ Ellis Star, and I plug you on with him. Um, Another one will be the the real DJ Red. You can find him on Instagram at the real DJ Red. DJ Red is in Miami. He gets in all over the place. I mean, this guy stays booked. He's always busy and doing something. Um, my boy DJ Ravi with Hard Rain Entertainment. You can find Hard Rain Entertainment on um, Instagram or DJ Ravi. That's R A V I. He's dope. Um, there, there's a few of them, man, that I that I really can name. DJ B Smooth is another one. We're going to get back together and get our, our radio station up. But excuse me, he works really, really hard, man. Um, he's in North Carolina. He's another one that stays booked, and they put in a lot of work, and these guys have real good, unique stories, especially a few of them who came from literally the street, the ground up, and made themselves into something. And we look forward to hearing their stories one day on the show. And any DJ that wants to be on the podcast can sign up at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Okay, you can find me on, uh, like I said, Instagram at DJLXStar. That's at DJLXSTARR. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at Open Season TV, or you're going to type in DJLXStar and it'll lead you right to me as well. Um, don't forget to check us out on uh, Instagram at Open Season TV or Instagram at Open Season Battle. No, Instagram at Open Season Battle Arena. That's what it is. All right. Instagram at Open Season Battle Arena. Go check out. We're trying to grow that channel. Um, you're going to see a lot of DJ battles, a lot of rap battles. going to be really good. We actually have our uh, first battle coming up on uh, the 11th and the 12th. That's going to be great. And yeah, you know, you can find us there. And when you hit me there, I can always keep you in touch with any events that I'm doing. You never know. I might be coming to a city near you. Awesome, brother. This has been an explosive interview on the My DJ Story podcast. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. Everyone, check out DJ LX Star. He's doing it big for the DJ game. And this is super exciting. You need to follow this brother because he is really doing an amazing job with his brand and showing people what it means to be a DJ. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. And we look forward to working with you with the club. Thank you for having me, man. I enjoyed it, man. I love what you're doing, bro.